It is Monday, May 15th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Hope all the amazing mothers had a, a sensational Mother's Day over the weekend. Hopefully you got treated like the queen that you are. Let's remember that holds true the other 364 days of the year, not just that one on a Sunday in May. All right, Ploof, lots to get to. We had one of the most controversial endings ever in a Blitzball battle. Go watch that if you haven't checked out Pinstripe Strong and Team Baggage. We will talk a little bit more about that later in the week once people have a chance to digest it. But this is a big night for you. Explain why. I will be starting my uh, broadcasting debut as a sideline reporter. I'll be next to the dugout in the camera well tonight for the Twins-Dodgers game. I'll be there all series. I'm also going to Anaheim uh, with the team. So six games uh, this week. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, uh, but I mm-hmm. think I, I'm – if anyone can do it, it's the guy that's been talking about baseball in front of a camera for the last four years. So uh, as much as I'm nervous, I, I know I'm prepared for it. So I'm I'm just excited to be like out on the field during a game. I'm going to feel that yes. energy that I haven't felt in a long time. You don't feel that from the stands. I'm going to be like down there with the boys, chopping it up. And that's what I'm most excited about. I am excited for you. I'm not going to so see you today, right? able to watch. Well, I'm going to see you today. I'm not yeah. sure I'll be able to watch tonight when I get home because usually you have to watch the Dodgers or Angels feed. The other one gets blacked out usually, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try and find okay. my way to that broadcast. So okay. we wish you the best of luck. So Thanks, as you mentioned, bro. Twins are out here in California for the entire week. They're going to start with a three-game series against the Dodgers, who just swept San Diego after taking two or three down in San Diego last weekend. Do you now have more answers about the team from L.A. or more questions about the team from San Diego? Uh, I'd rather talk about the Dodgers, um, who are 5-0 and against the Padres since the crying Kershaw meme. I had to mention that mm-hmm. one because that's a tough look for the Padres. Uh, I do think the Padres will eventually get it going. They just, offensively, they haven't clicked at all. And for the Dodgers, that's kind of what's propelled them. I mean, if you look at what's going on on their baseball reference page, they have eight dudes with an OPS plus over 100. Chris Taylor right there, too. They're going to have nine dudes eventually with OPS pluses over 100. That length in the lineup, it's relentless. I'm going to talk about that actually on the pregame show today, that they just don't let you breathe. If you get... If you score some runs and you get ahead early on them, you better keep scoring because they do it from one, two three, four, throughout the entire lineup. Uh, That's what they've been able to do. Obviously, they have some starting pitching to go along with it. Some of these guys throwing the pill for them are absolutely disgusting. They're a very well-rounded ball club. And through 162, teams like that, Rosie, who like have a bunch of good players, like their whole roster is good players, they're going to rise to the top. And that's what the Dodgers have done. Throughout the last decade, they've done that. They've been able to just constantly have guys show up and be good. Think about what they have right now. We talked about Gavin Lux, who was you know, you know, know, going to be the starting shortstop. They had to figure out some way uh, to replace him. Well, how about let's bring up James Outman. Let's bring up Miguel Vargas. And these guys are performing above big league level replacement. They're better than average. And that's what the Dodgers have been able to do. And that's, you know, more of a testament to their organization than anything, uh, you know, from player development, scouting, all that stuff. So, I guess to answer your question, yeah, I have more answers about the Dodgers than I do have questions about the Padres, although they need to get some stuff going as well. 
I think there are few teams in professional sports, let alone baseball, that are more buttoned up than the Dodgers. I mean, they did have questions coming into this year, and I asked a lot of them. I was like, who's in the bullpen? How are they going to replace their second all-star shortstop in the last three years? They're losing a center fielder who, although he's in, been inconsistent at the plate, is a monster out there. And the guys they got replacing him haven't exactly been everyday ball players. Yeah, they've got a new second baseman. It, like There were questions all over the place. And so far, six weeks into this season, they've done a damn good job of answering them. And they are, once again, the rightful owners of the best record in the National League. For me, the biggest question about San Diego is, how are you going to get better now? They've tried to get better by making trades for you, Darvish, Juan Soto, by signing, you know, Xander Bogarts and extending Joe Musgrove. And they, they tried to solidify and keep this core group together and sprinkle in pieces. Well, now they've got a bottom 10 farm system. So it's either the guy's got to look at the beer and figure the shit out, or they're not going to, I mean, can AJ Preller fire his shot or no? Fire a shot as in what? Like go get more people? Yeah. I I mean they're they're going to have to, I would assume. I mean, look, they like you said, they went out and got all these guys and they did keep them together. There's they're all gonna be playing together for the next eight years. Right. So like they're this right. is it. Like this is this is the group. Uh and, and I do think they will get it going. Offensively, they just it hasn't been there. Uh, Juan Soto's really picked it up. He was kind of a really a question mark last year, right. early in the season. He's going. Tatis has been great since he's been back. Um, but, you know, we the but, questions they had with the starting rotation, you know, it's kind of, you know, been more of the same there. Um, they're pretty average, 16th in whip. Um, but for them, uh, 25th in run scored in all of baseball. Well, we keep... That ain't going to get it done. Not with a I know, the only... pitching staff. The, the only teams that have scored fewer runs are Oakland, Washington, Cleveland, Miami, Detroit. That's not exactly a who's who of Major League Baseball. It's more like, who's that? Like, it's, there are questions. There are a ton of them. And when Manny Machado says, hey, listen, I just look at the back of our baseball cards and know that we're going to be okay, it might play out that way. It totally could. But they are an emotional team. The way they play the game in the dugout, have fun in the, they're up and down. And it, and last year, they rode that wave all the way through an October run that got them to game five of the NLCS. And it was amazing to see. And it's one of the many reasons I picked them to win the World Series. Maybe because I like emotional teams. But, man, there's something to be said for slow and steady wins that race. Yeah, they'll be better than they are right now. I believe they'll they be in the hunt for a wild card spot. I think the Dodgers are going to win this division. I just... I don't see any other way around it. Think about, I mean, going back to the Dodgers, some of the guys that are producing for them, Jason Hayward, what what did he do before coming over to the Dodgers? Offensively, absolutely nothing, man. Nothing. And right now, got an 804 OPS. Whether that's yep. tinkering with the swing, whether it's putting him in good situations, like they're just able to find value in guys. J.D. Martinez, 825 OPS. Like, you know, people will say he's, he's 35 years old. Like, how much left does he have in the tank? How much? Yeah, that's the right way to say it. They found it. They found some extra gas in that tank. So I'm just constantly surprised. And I guess I'm not surprised anymore with the Dodgers. They just do it year in and year out. 
All right, let's do this one a little quicker. The Jays, nice sweep at home of the Braves, and now they have to deal with the Yankees coming north of the border. Uh, with substantially more injuries hitting Tampa's pitching staff, as Rasmussen's going to be out several months if he makes it back at all for the year. And Baltimore's starting pitching, in our opinion at least, being just so-so. Is Toronto the team to beat in the AL East? That's tough to say. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna go with the Rays because of the way they play baseball, the way they approach the game, the way their offense has been clicking, the way they can beat you many different ways offensively, whether that's putting pressure on you, whether that's hitting homers, they kind of do it all. I know the starting pitching woes are there. The injuries have been really, really bad for them. Um, but that's like one thing we never worry about with the Rays is like finding more arms. So I'll still say the Rays are the team to beat. I love watching the Blue Jays play baseball. Um, I think they can get it done in a variety of different ways. Barrios had a really nice start over the weekend. Bassett, obviously, with the shutout. Uh, and, you know, you sweep the Braves, there's something to that, especially the way they did it in the last um, the last game there, walking them off. So I guess to answer your question, I'm still going Rays, my number one team in the AL East. I think Toronto's still my number two, Baltimore three, Yankees four, Red Sox five. Wow. Wow. Okay, so Toronto's offense has not been as good as Tampa's, hasn't been as good as Baltimore's, hasn't been as good as Boston's in that division. Now, do I think George Springer will wake up at some point? Absolutely. But it also means that Bobachet might cool off at some point. Vladdy has certainly been solid. Um, they've had a couple other guys that have done a nice job. Do I think Alec Manoa is going to have a mid-fours ERA all season? I absolutely don't think so. Well, okay. I don't. You can, you can put your hands in the air. I don't think so. I think he will eventually turn it around and figure it out. Um, I have them losing to the Padres in the World Series. So I do believe that they're going to end up being the team to beat, even though I'm not so sure I picked them to win the East at the beginning of the season. But just based on what I've seen through six weeks, I think they will put it together enough. I think that Tampa's not in deep trouble, but man, how many major pitching injuries can a staff sustain? Yeah, and still it's expect tough. It, it is be? tough. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that they're not going to be a good team. It doesn't mean that they're not going to make the playoffs. I just think that with this much firepower in one division and with the prospects of other teams perhaps making moves at the deadline that maybe the Rays won't make, that could end up costing them. So I do think that I think Toronto's got just about everything they need. Just about. Oh, man, I'm looking right now. <laughs> On the uh, Fangraphs roster resource page, they only have three starting pitchers listed <laughs> for for Tampa. Yeah, I mean they get, they got to bring some dudes up. They got to make some adjustments. But we've seen them like they don't. You can't tax your bullpen that long throughout the season. That's no. been one thing we talked about this year with them. Was hey, they're finally like not doing that to their bullpen, and that's why they've been off to this great start. They've been getting some length out of their starters, but uh, I just. They'll have to prove me wrong before I say prove me. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'll take you know the benefit I mean? of the doubt part. Yeah, I do. I understand. But, yeah, those innings do pile up because we saw it this weekend in New York where they blew a bunch of leads, including one with McClanahan on the mound, 6 nothing. and credit to the Yankees for coming back and Aaron Judge doing whatever he does for a living. Um but, yeah, you can't live that way yeah. every series in the American League East. And we know that there is a bunch of monster offenses there. So Shane Boss, Tyler Glass, now Drew Rasmussen, Jeffrey Spring, Sean Armstrong, Garrett Clevenger, Clevenger Fairbanks, and Kittredge. Yep. Yeesh. That's a lot. 
That's a lot of big names. A lot of big names that have pitched productive innings for them, especially come playoff time. Well, we'll see. I texted with Glass now. He seems okay. Okay. Hopefully we'll that's find good. out something. I mean, that that's a massive key in all of this is if he's able mm-hmm. to kind of like get back on his path to being back to the being in the big leagues. Hey guys, so Mother's Day has come and went. Father's Day is in the on-deck circle, as we like to say. And if you're looking to get pops or yourself, if you want something and you say, hey, what do you want this year for Father's Day? We got the perfect gift for you. Roan's Commuter Collection. It is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man when it comes to enticing your wardrobe and making it into something special Mm. for you okay so roan helps you get ready for any occasion this is the commuter collection it offers the world's most comfortable pants dress shirts quarter zips and polos take my word for it they sent me a bunch of stuff you know me the body could be up the body could be down regardless i feel good and i feel sexy like i put Mm. the roan shirt on i got a white collar long sleeve yeah the other day and she was like, where'd you get that? I was like, it's the Roan Commuter Collection. She's like, I like it. I like it. Looking at it. It has comfortable, yeah, a comfortable four-way stretch fabric. It provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy whatever life throws your way. So it is time to get that confidence back without hassle with Roan's wrinkle-free release technology. Wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's got Gold Fusion anti-odor technology. That means you will be smelling clean, smelling fresh all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable. So head on over to Roan.com slash today. Use that promo code today to save 20% off your entire order. That is 20% off the entire order when you head on over to Roan. R-H-O-N-E dot com slash today. Use that code word today. Save that 20%. Enjoy. Because I have so far. We continue on. I don't know what the hell happened out in Colorado yesterday, but it got kind of interesting. Bryce Harper kind of lost his shit uh, after Jake Bird got things going. He retired Stott on a fly ball at the end of the inning, kind of looked over at the Phillies dugout, gave him one of these, and then Harper didn't like that. He came running out of the dugout, was like, blah, 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 and then, you know, no fisticuffs or anything. But here's Bryce Harper trying to explain to us um, – kind of what happened here i get emotion right i understand like getting fired up for an inning and stuff like that but once you make it about a team or make it about yourself and the other team that's when kind of i got a problem with it um and you know you guys saw my reaction i wasn't very happy um and he kind of just you know he did what he did and after that he kind of flew away and just like went into the dugout who flew away did uh I pun intended away, bird it was cute. It was well okay. done by him. Uh, did Bryce overreact or were you okay with the way things went down? I'm fine with it. I don't know. Sometimes this happens in a tense ball game and, you know, you don't want some guy looking into your dugout and giving the clap or doing anything Just stay out of our dugout is one of the essential rules in baseball etiquette. I would say, uh, I don't know if you need to go out there and get them and, and perhaps, you know, maybe, have somebody get injured in a scrum, although, you know, there was no punches thrown, a little bit of shoving here and there. Uh, sometimes I like that, you know, if, if Bryce is trying to fire the team up, they've been playing really good ball as of late. Um, 
And, you know, as the entertainment value, we talk about baseball. This is an entertainment, you know, industry. And like, sometimes you got to give the fans a little bit of something like that. I don't think Bryce was trying to do that. I think he just like was had a little uh, testosterone going there and went after him. Uh, but I would say that he probably overreacted just a little bit. Like you don't need to like go out and rush a guy. You might have, you might chirp back to him and say, you know, get the F back in your dugout and get on the top step and do that. You know, rushing onto the field and making, making everybody come in like that, probably a little bit of an overreaction, but I don't have a problem with it. Like I, like I said, I think entertainment wise, it's, it's good for baseball. As long as no one's getting hurt. And I know that's kind of like hindsight and all these things. I'm fine with a little benches clearing stuff like that. A little scrum. So um, if I were a Phillies fan, I would love watching my dude, Bryce Harper, get out there and lead the troops. Like, I'd be fired up. Now, I'm not Jimmy O'Brien. I'm not John Boy. I don't do the lip reading thing. But there were a couple clips out there where he was talking to Colorado fans, and it looked like he was trying to tell them to get the F out of here. And he basically told the entire Rockies organization, you F and suck. And you have for years, your entire organization is trash. <sighs> if you believe that sort of stuff that flew out there. So if you're a Phillies fan, you're like, oh my God, not only is he an MVP on the field, but that dude is going to lead our troops. And he is the dude at the front of the line. He's not hiding behind anybody, which is exactly why in my role as the dad of John Boy Media, I would be like, Bryce, you stay right there. Yeah. Okay. You have to stay wear a field. brace when you're, when you're on the bases. So nobody's going to give you time to put your little Tommy John brace on if you're going to get into some sort of fracas. <laughs> so why don't you just, like, they always find the most important player on the field in every sport where there's a fight, and they take him away. Because they, like, last, remember, what was it, last year where Jesse Winker and the Angels went at it? Oh, yeah. Was it last yeah. year? Okay. Uh, was that Last year or twenty twenty one? I think it was last. I think it was last year because he was okay. up in Seattle when it happened. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, the point is, is that you find Mike Trout and you find Shohei Otani and you put them in bubble wrap and you just say, "We'll fight. You guys stay over there," because I don't ever want to see you get hurt. Please, let let the rest of the guys take care of that. Yeah, I I know Philadelphia loves it. I know Philly loves it. That's Absolutely. why I'm having a hard time saying like, Hey Bryce, like chill out a little bit, but what you, your point is right. Like, dude, we just got you back. Let's keep you on the field. Cause what if, what if someone comes, just gives him a little elbow to his elbow. I don't know. Exactly. Now we're talking about something different and we'd be leading the show with it. And that would suck. All right, let's move on to this. St. Louis, a very impressive sweep up at Fenway this weekend. Now they play host to NL Central leading Milwaukee. With everything that has gone on this year, on the field and off the field with the St. Louis Cardinals, how important is this series? It's important for a couple different reasons. Number one, we get Wilson Contreras back catching Jack Flaherty. And I know, I don't know the specific numbers. I don't think Flaherty's pitched really well against the Brewers. I, I, so that's going to be interesting to me because I think, and I wish I had him up. Dan, can you get some of those numbers up so we can tell him by the end of the show? Just by he's watching, asleep. he's asleep. Just by watching uh, those games, because I do, you know, pay attention because I knew guys in the Brewers and knew Jack. He doesn't pitch well. So I, I I'm curious to see how this one goes, and I don't know why he's catching. I texted Flaherty. He said he sent nothing back, crickets to me. He didn't want to be bothered about it. So, oh my, um, it's important for that reason. And then also, if you're the Cardinals, you just sweep 
the Red Sox, but the Brewers sweep as well. So you don't gain any games. What are they back right now, Chris? They're eight, still seven and a half games back. So you gain no ground. If you go out and lose two or three, now all of a sudden you're eight and a half back. And I know it's still early in the season, but dude, like you got to start chipping away at this thing. You got to, when you have a chance to do it against the team that you're trying to catch, like you have to win this series. Uh, so, you know, both teams playing good ball, like prior to the season, like we probably would have said, Hey, this is the two best teams in the NL central going at it. It's gonna be a great series. Well, now we have the best team and the worst team uh, with the Brewers and the Cardinals. So I think for the Cardinals, it's obviously much more important than it is for the Brewers. Um, although the Brewers want to be on the right side of it as well. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm most curious though. Yeah. Here, Jack gave it to us, or excuse me, Dan gave it to us. Jack stats against Milwaukee. 4.92 ERA and 82 innings pitched against Milwaukee. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Three okay. and seven record. It's very, very important for the Cardinals to win this series, even though it's May 15th. Isn't it super important for them to not only win tonight, but not win like nine, eight. They cannot have this happen on the first night where Wilson Contreras is back behind the plate. If, if the car, if Jack Flaherty gets rocked, and they they end up winning a slugfest. Nobody's going to be talking about the win. You know what everybody's going to be talking about tomorrow, right? Well, because they went six and three with Kisner behind the plate. I'm just saying that there, there's no way in the world that this works out well unless the Cardinals hold the Brewers to three runs or less. <sighs> it's going to be very, very interesting, C. Rosie. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Something that we're all going to want to watch. And yes, the, the Cardinals do have to win this series. They do. They've been playing better ball ever since all this shit went down with them. But they've got to be able to put their stamp on it. Because the last time they were in St. Louis, what happened? The Boo Birds reigned for Boo days Birds. on end. You don't think that if Flaherty gives up a three-run shot in the first, if Contreras is putting the fingers down or using pitch com or whatever they do these days, that you don't think that those are going to come back? And then all of a sudden, the Cardinals are going to be like, shit. So this is, it is big time pressure on the battery of Flaherty and Contreras to get this done early on, to set the tone so that the fans can feel good, so that the players can feel good, so the organization can feel good about this, or, you know, this decision to rush him back behind the plate after saying that he's going to go in the outfield. No, he's not going to be in the outfield. He's a DH. No, he's not a DH. He's back to being a catcher. Like, this is, what are we doing? So not only win, but keep the other team quiet in the batter's box. A ton of remarkable finishes this weekend. A lot of walk-offs, a lot of late-inning heroics. Which was your favorite? People are not going to like this because there were a lot of really good ones. We talked a little bit about the Blue Jays walking the Braves off to finish off the sweep. I'm not going to give that one. You know who I'm going to give it to? A team that really needs some love that we don't really ever talk about in a positive light I on guess? the show. I'm sure you know. Brett Rooker? Yes. Yes. Is that where you were going to go? No, I'm not going to go with that. Okay, good. I'm happy because, look, we don't get to talk positively about the A's uh, quite often. But Brent Rooker, my goodness, the start that he's off to. He hits a homer in the 10th, um, a three-run shot, and a freaking laser off of, uh, who is it, Brock Burke. Uh, and the A's end up winning nine to seven in that game. It's the only game they won in a four game set, I believe. Yeah, Rangers took three or four there. What this guy's been able to do and continue to do, not just one month now, we're talking about he has 117 ABs, 11 homers, 29 ribbies, 
uh, one Dotton right now. How about this for the LPS Plus? How's your 202? He's been one of the Pretty best good. hitters in the American League, the best hitters in all of baseball. He's finally getting a chance to play. Like he was with the Twins, I think the Padres, maybe even the yep. Royals. Uh, and now, you know, a lot of people end up doing this. They go to Oakland. I did this to try to reestablish themselves. Or you find yourself in Oakland. You say, hey, I'm going to get some run here. Now I can, you know, see what I can do at the big league level for an extended period of time. He's taken it and run with it. Uh, does that mean he's going to be in Oakland at the end of the season? No, it probably means he's not going to be with Oakland at the end of the season. And maybe do the Padres want him back to spark that offense? No, stop. I don't know what's going to happen with Brent, but I hope he continues on this hot start because it's been really fun to see. And he looks absolutely dialed in. He's made some adjustments. He um, is a guy that's like really into hitting and the mental side of it and the mechanic side of it. So when those guys find something that works, look out, man. This could be the start of something really cool for Brent Broker. And I'm happy to see him hit that walk off. First one of his career. No truth to the no truth to the rumors that he is uh, wearing a speedo on a billboard next to Bally's Hotel in Las Vegas right now. So, what? just in case, just in case they're trying to get people excited for the Las Vegas whatever that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, for me, maybe it's a little home cooking, but Josh Naylor did it. something that we haven't seen at least since 1961. I mean, I'm sorry. When something doesn't happen for 60-plus years, we got to talk about it. Eighth inning or later homers that gave a team a lead, three straight games against the team. Did it Friday night? Still didn't work out. Class A, blue mm -hmm. save. Did it Saturday? Guardians held on to win. Did it Sunday? Class A nearly blew the save, but still held on to win. And here's the interesting thing. So Sunday, they were the Sunday morning game on Peacock. So I'm watching it on my phone. Brady wakes up. It's like 1030 in the morning. He strolls down. So the game is now in the eighth inning. He sits down next to me. And the first thing he sees is Naylor walking up to the plate. I said, he's going deep third straight day right here to give us the lead in the eighth inning. And he hits it. And it's one of those moments where your kids look at you like, because when you have a 17 year old, they usually look at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't oh, know. Where's my, give about. me some money. Something like that. But he looked at me like, oh, my God. My dad knows all. I have to listen to him from here on out. So oh, it I love that. Helped, helped not only my baseball team, but our household on top of it. That was good. And, you know, obviously Cleveland's offense needs to get going. You mentioned their bottom five and run scored. Uh, yeah. and my twins are getting it going two straight games with 10-plus runs. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice to see Josh Naylor do that. I almost gave it to the Angels coming back against Classe just because, you know, Classe is so damn good and Mike Trout was part of it. But I wanted to give Brent Rooker some shine. And Josh Naylor, you know, we don't talk about him too often on this show either, so it's nice. Nope. Nope. No, he gets fired up. And he has more – Um, I think I saw Sarah Langs put out a, a crazy stat that he's got like eight homers that have given this team the lead in the eighth inning or later since 2020 or 2021. It's a, it's a ridiculous number. So – it's insane. Um, let's see. Latest episode of the Rose Rotation with Matt Carpenter of the San Diego Padres mm -hmm. is out. It's gotten a little uh, shine so far. Good clip out there talking about why he didn't get so down on himself after, you know, basically um, didn't work out in Texas. And then he went on that great little run with the Yankees. Really interesting. He, I mean, he's honest on all sorts of stuff. We talked for 45 minutes. It was great. Really enjoyed it. And so that is out now on the Rose Rotation. Go give that a listen. 
Don't forget nice. to check in on Blitzball Battle 3. If you haven't watched Forgotten Rotten's team uh, game against Team Como, pick up on that. We had an amazing finish between Team Baggage of Jimmy and Jake and Pinstripe Strong with Joes and Lou Dab. And then the playoffs get started tomorrow, I believe, in Blitzball. A really Battle. interesting finish in that game. Let's see if what happens. Yeah. Some would call it smart. Some would call it chicken shit. Yep. Everybody's got an opinion, though. I wish you the best of luck tonight. I will see you at the yard. It's going to be a ton of fun. Thank you, C. Rosie. All right. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented and soon-to-be-on-your-bally's television screen talking Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We'll see you Tuesday on Baseball Today.